We all have our own path to walk. It may be obstructed, it may be winding, and no doubt it will have peaks and valleys, but it is ours alone. Like onlookers at a marathon, friends and family can offer encouragement along the way, but ultimately we decide the trajectory that we take. In this series, Juliet Doris Williams offers a clear view from her path that may inform your decisions as you move toward finding your faith. One part spirituality, one part real world practicality, and a serious splash of fun. Here's Juliet. Hi, I'm Juliet, and welcome to Finding Faith. I'm the author of two books, one of which is Leaving Church, Finding Faith, Six Steps for Discovering Your Purpose in the World After Leaving the Christian Church, and the primary focus of this podcast. You can find both books and how to contact me on my website at Juliet Doris Williams, all one word, dot com. And I am here in this space chatting with you about the book and other things that may bubble up when we are talking about matters of faith and life and how those two things intersect. Because if you are at all like me, they always, always intersect. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of what I've started calling the COVID Chronicles. I started this podcast journey mid-July of 2020, and it is now January 2021. And like many of you, I don't think I expected to still be looking at life through the lens, through the filter of COVID, but here we are. It is a filter through which we, with heart and care and concern for our fellow and sister humans, it is now the basis for all of our decisions, it seems. I mean, just think about it. Pre-COVID, if you can remember back that far, we wouldn't give much thought to our normal everyday activities, our Our get up and go was done without much thought, without much fanfare. All it was, was do I or don't I feel like doing that today? Now, our get up and go comes with preparation and planning. Where are we going? How long will we be there? How crowded is it likely to be? Got mask? Check. Got hand sanitizer? Check. Now that is just a version of normal that many of us are begrudgingly adjusting to. And I I count myself in the begrudging group. I resisted for the longest time, calling it the new normal. Calling it the new normal felt felt like surrender. At some point, though, we have to take stock of our reality, take ourselves in hand, and live our lives in ways that are responsible and accountable, not only to ourselves, but to our family, to our community, to to our world, really. So a part of that surrender and acceptance of reality is wrapping our heads around the fact that over 400,000 people in the U.S. alone, over 2 million people worldwide have not survived this COVID journey with us. And yet there are people who do not believe it is real. There are others who refuse to believe in what we're calling in this country, the twin 
of the other twin of the pandemic, uh, which is racism. No, they, they don't believe it's real. They don't believe that homophobia is real. They don't believe that sexism is real. They don't believe that privilege is a thing. And as people of faith, how do we hold space for people who so vehemently, stubbornly, sometimes it seems violently deny the reality that we are all living? I responded to a post the other day that speaks about the, quote, coming Cold War, unquote. The Cold War, this writer described, is the permanent divide of silence between those who stand on one side of an issue and those who stand on the other. A a Cold War, a Cold War between family, between friends, between neighbors, colleagues, due to accepting and settling into the simple fact that there are two possibly more different worldviews, worldviews that we are most comfortable with the staunch stance of agree to disagree. We are most comfortable with simply letting the distance between speak, cutting ourselves off from uncomfortable opinions, statistics, and facts that do not match our worldview. Some of us are most comfortable with alternative facts, as it were. Some of us confuse this divide as just a difference of opinion, were it such an innocuous thing as that. Some things are just simply wrong. What do we do? What is our response to people who do not believe in the concept of racism, who do not believe COVID is real despite more than 2 million people having perished in the last year due to this deadly virus? How do we reason with people or stay in community with those whose worldview is so divergent as to be an uncrossable divide? The writer of this Cold War article opined that this was a new phenomenon. Of course, I felt compelled to respond. I said, the Cold War, if we can call it that, has existed long before now. It's just been hidden behind social politeness, especially in mixed company, whatever that mix might be. I have now come down solidly not on the side of Kumbaya and can't we all just get along but on the anti-Nazi Black Lives Matter side of the conversation on all facets of my life, including my professional life, rather than a Cold War, maybe we learn how to engage with fewer assumptions about each other, live in the real, learn to set and enforce boundaries, help people close to us, those we love, know what's okay, what will not be tolerated. In that response, I quoted from a Facebook book page that I follow, Son of Baldwin, S-O-N of Baldwin, who said these piercing words. We can agree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. I went on to say in my response to the coming Cold War article, it's the politeness that has allowed this stuff to fester just below the fabric. It's good, painful, but good that it's now out in the open. 
maybe a first step toward healing this open wound. In my book, that that whole article got me thinking about this um, part in my book where I talk about the mask, the happy little church face that I could no longer hide behind, the face that said that I am completely fine with this devastating, life-altering, foundation-shaking thing that happened to me in this institution. In many ways, my book was a shedding, a release, a giving to myself permission to live in what is real, what is true. Sometimes that means also acknowledging the wound. We, the people everywhere, are living through a period where a mass unmasking is occurring. Unmasking in this context is like is like ripping off the proverbial band-aid of a wound that has never healed. Anyone who's bandaged the wounds of a loved one or even on themselves know that there are times when wounds need to be covered, but then there comes a time when airing the wound facilitates a more thorough healing. An airing of all our collective human wounds has never been more necessary than it is today. Some of us, unfortunately, are being dragged, screaming into the light, as it were. But from my view, this process is necessary. That, that is, if we're, if we're interested in true healing, if we are interested in restoration of broken relationships, or even better, if we are interested in the journey of creating what Martin Luther King Jr. called the beloved community, it requires each of us to not only stand in our truth, but also to listen to different points of view. We do that not by separating, but by listening. Listening does not mean agreement. Silence does not mean approval. The whole concept of listening seems to be lost. It's not just about hearing. It's also about seeing. It's about asking questions. Asking, asking questions gets to an understanding. Asking questions includes clarifying as in, this is what I heard you say. Is that what you meant? And yes, with listening often comes speaking uncomfortable truths. Hearing uncomfortable things and speaking uncomfortable truths. Goodness, listening is anything but passive acceptance of what the other is saying or doing. It's work. It's active. It's engaging. It's healing. It can be healing, but first it will hurt. Gloria Steinem once famously said, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. And because that is a a great truism, maybe the greatest truism ever, listening requires motivation. You got to want to. You got to want to sit in the uncomfortable. It requires investment of your time, of your energy, of your patience. It requires a huge amount of vulnerability, uh, a little bit of courage. Maybe it requires just a little bit of weariness, weariness and tiredness of the things that are for all of us collectively to get to the thing that is possible. We have to first travel through the ouchy part 
There is no bandage big enough to cover this wound. The only way to heal it is to air it out. On a global map of time, we are here. We may wish we were somewhere else in time. Many of us are anxious to get back to doing the simple things like leaving your house without having to think about it too much. But we are here, forced by circumstances beyond our control to be in this space, in this time, when a lot of painful stuff is going on. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of breaking down of belief systems. A lot of airing out is happening. As painful and as uncomfortable as it is, I still say it is necessary. I also say we are up to it. We are up for it. Sometimes we don't know how strong we are until we survive what we thought we couldn't. My wish for this new year of 2021 is that we settle in for the journey before us to live this new year with with intention, with a little bit of courage, with a little bit of bravery, a little bit of patience. And as people of faith, people traveling through the life through life as as a follower of the ways of Jesus with an extra helping of grace, some for you, some for me, an extra helping of grace for the person in front of you. Grace means being the recipient of the light and allowing our light of grace to illuminate the face of that person standing next to us, standing in front of us, that other person that God loves too. That grace we have received and extend also illuminates the small steps we must take toward each other as we step into the possible for such a time as this. May it be. May it be so. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay safe. This is Finding Faith.